Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. In verse 32, let's, let's get into this. But let's start in verse 31 because we're disciples. Amen. Come on, say, I'm a disciple. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, woo, come on, if you abide, live, make your home, make your inhabit, uh, uh, habitation in my word. If you make yourself comfortable and regularly living in my word, come on, if you make yourself comfortable, if your favorite recliner, glory to God, is not made of uh, 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 leather that you sit on, but leather that you stand on, come on, somebody got that, leather that you stand on, I'm standing on the promise. Oh, hallelujah. If you make your home, glory to God, in this word, glory to God, you're my disciple. Amen. Sorry. I know I got off on a tangent there. You are my disciples indeed. Say, I'm a disciple. And come on. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Make you free. Woo, doggy. Hallelujah. Come on. The truth shall make you free shall make you free. Man, that means you don't have to go into into effort to get yourself free. You don't have to try to get free. Come on, the word in and of itself will make you free just by knowing the word. And praise God, the the Holy Spirit has come to abide on the inside. The Bible says he wouldn't, sorry, Brother Doug, the Bible said he wouldn't leave us orphans, but he would come to abide on the inside. Glory to God. Who is it? The spirit of what? The spirit of what? The spirit of truth, glory to God, that he would make known truth to us. Glory to God. So if we all we have to do is, is have this awesome word of God and the wonderful Holy Spirit that's already living all up on the inside, glory to God. He's already made his home in us. We're his favorite recliner. Glory to God. We're where he likes to reside. Come on. We're where he likes to kick back and be himself in you. Glory to God. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Come on. Hallelujah. It's just, it's just that easy. Amen. I, I know uh, this morning, you know, the Holy Spirit just kind of was making some things aware in my heart. Uh, th- th- there's people that have been struggling with lies, just lies about maybe your business, lies about maybe your family, lies about how good you are, if you're worth it, lies about whether your financial situ- situation can turn around, lies about whether you're going to be all that God's called you to be, lies about what he's shown you. Come on, God's shown some people some things in this house. Amen. And, and, and the enemy wants nothing more than to talk you you out of that stuff. He wants nothing more than to talk you out of In fact, every distraction, everything that is in this earth pushing on you and, and, and pressing on you is, is there for one reason, to talk you out of who you are. But the Bible says we don't have to fight thoughts. We don't have to fight ideas. Come on. You don't need a breakthrough. Glory to God. You just need to get in relationship with the truth of God. Oh, hallelujah. And the truth will make you free. Come on. Answer every lie with the truth and watch what happens in, in a half hour's time. I dare you. 
Come on, I dare you. I dare you to begin to look at the, the thoughts and ideas that are coming to your mind and not answer them with truth and see if, you're, if your whole mood, your whole, your whole outlook, your whole perspective doesn't change. And instead of looking like uh, uh, someone who's afraid and scared and, 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 and distraught or disinterested or, or lackadaisical or, or, or complacent, glory to God, you begin to raise up like a lion. Amen. But the Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. So when you know the truth, glory to God, it creates in you something that you can't create in and of yourself. That's why the Lord said, you don't have to worry about doing it yourself. Just know the truth and the truth will make that for you. Come on, there's no lie. There's no thing that the, de- that the devil's bringing. There's no, there's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no, there's no depression. There's, no, there's nothing along those lines that can stand a chance when you just begin to set your heart to know truth. Nothing. Hallelujah. And so the truth, glory to God, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Amen. Turn over to John in chapter 1 for me. I'm just setting, setting some stage here. This, this kind of stuff has just been burning on my heart uh, just uh, because I know, I know what, what uh, uh, lies the enemy tries to bring. Man, you know, like Pastor Greg said this morning, everybody's the same. Man, everybody's the same. You know, I preached on truth last Sunday, Sunday night, and wouldn't you know, by Monday morning, I already had an opportunity to walk in some truth. Come on, there was already opposition that was trying to push on me and say, yeah, you want to preach about it? You want to declare that? Let's see if you really believe it or not. Amen. And, and, and how, how many of you know when, uh, uh, when that stuff comes, you've got to look at it and answer it with truth or, or you'll be swallowed up in the lie. You have to answer it with truth or you'll be swallowed up with the lie. And so, you know, you get, you get some, uh, uh, a bill in the mail and you think it's going to be one, one, one amount or, and then all of a sudden it's triple that. Come on, somebody say triple that. I know. Pastor Guy said, you're getting out of hand now. I said, I know. But, but you, you know, so sometimes, sometimes I think people think, well, you know, Pastor Greg, Pastor, you know, they just, they're this man, they're just on spiritual cloud nine all the time. They float around in Jesus land. Oh, Jesus and me, we're together. And, 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 you, and you think, oh, that, that you don't have to work this. Man, if Jesus had to work it this way, the Bible says Jesus, amen, being just like us, tempted in all ways yet without sin. Amen. He had, to, he had to look. Come on. When the taxes were due, the only reason he was answering that with truth is because he made truth the primary thing in his life. Glory to God. He could have bowed to that just like you could. Amen. But instead, he, uh, he answered that with truth. Amen. And then participated with what truth had to offer come on and so so i you know we don't you know monday morning man i had an opportunity then then i came to prayer monday night and prayed and and sought god amen like 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 you know like i'm supposed to and just man had an awesome time of prayer and then by about 10 o'clock that night a stomach bug tried to get on me so i mean you know i should have i should i was like Oh man, this is, I preached on the truth and now this is happening. You know, I can't believe I got a bill in the mail. It's triple the way I thought it would be. And now, now I've got a stomach bug. God, I thought you loved me. Come on, we've been there, right? And then we want to we start questioning where God's at. 
instead of questioning something that's presenting a lie against truth. Come on, if you're going to question something, question the lies. Man, there's a lie because there's a truth. Amen. The reason that you're getting the opposition is because you're walking into truth. Glory to God. Because you're going after truth. If there was no opposition, man, I tell you, you better watch. If you're not experiencing any opposition, you better check up on yourself. If you're not experiencing, come on, don't don't run from the opposition. Man, the Bible says uh, that David ran, glory to God, through, through a troop and leaped over a wall. Glory to God. He wasn't looking to back off from the opposition. He was going towards the opposition because he knew in the opposition was the truth it was the opportunity to experience truth oh man but 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 i don't want a stomach bug well nobody wants a stomach bug but i guarantee you one thing when you know the truth the stomach bug doesn't even matter come on Whether it lasts an hour, 10 minutes, or two days, it doesn't matter. The truth of the word of God doesn't change. And glory to God, it's going to see you through, amen, to exactly where he's called you to be, amen. And so we're not looking at at what the opposition, because, come on, why do we make it about the fire? Think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were were tested with the fire, man, did they make it about the fire? Did they make it about the God that was over the fire? If you make it about the fire, you'll get burned up in the fire. But if you make it about the God who is God over the fire, amen, then they'll look in at you and say, man, is that somebody even like this image of the Son of God walking around with old Doug Brown? Man, is that true? Could that be true? And then you come out of the fire not even smelling like smoke because it never, the fire never mattered to you in the first place. Come on, we've got, like Miss Amy said, it's a matter of perspective, but it's perspective is everything. Perspective is everything. If you're willing to just let the, the, the things of this world shift and shape and, and, and mold your perspective, then you'll end up going the way of the world. But, but not, and I'm not talking about even gross sin or, or you know, all these things that, that we go to think about when we talk about the ways of this world. I'm not talking about like sin and dirty sin and all this stuff, you know, that we think about or, 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 or whatever. I'm talking about just going the way. Paul asked in 1 Corinthians, I think, chapter 3, he said, why are you guys acting? Acting like mere men, as if you haven't been raised up to to be seated with Christ, as if you haven't been raised up to a new place in him. Why are you acting like mere men? Why are you bowing to just regular human traditions? Come on, Jesus walked on water. Why? Because he knew the truth. He knew the truth, and he was able to rise up and walk on something, glory to God, that, that, that otherwise appeared to not be able to hold you. But because he knew truth, because he, he not only just knew it right here, he knew it in here and began to participate with truth. He was able to walk on something that shouldn't have been able to hold him, but he didn't care about the water. He only cared about what truth. Amen. So... God's good. Amen. So where did I tell you to go? John chapter 1. And, uh, you know, John loves talking about Jesus. That's why I love the, the, the book of John. Um, in, in John chapter 1, verse 16, it says, And of his fullness 
we have all received and grace for grace. Amen. I like uh, what pastors brought up about that verse that it means grace on top of grace on top of grace. It's just like grace plus grace plus grace plus grace equals grace. Of his fullness we have all received. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and came through Jesus Christ. Whoo, hallelujah. Amen. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the light. Amen. And and no man gets to the Father but by him. But if you've received of Jesus, come on, who's received Jesus in this place tonight? Man, grace upon grace upon grace. Grace and truth. Glory to God. Just all over you, working in you, working through you. Glory to God. And, And all it is is just recognizing, shifting our perspective to begin to participate with what's true. Amen. Then we begin to experience what's true. It's that simple. Hallelujah. It's that simple. You know, so many times we, 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 we get caught up in trying to figure out the lie or, or try to figure out why, why, why things aren't going the way, the way that they should. And you begin to question yourself and you begin to, to, to uh, demean and, 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 and take away from, from who you are in Christ. And you, and you just start thinking about, well, why isn't this working and why isn't that working? And, and your thoughts and your focus begin to get wrapped up into what, what the enemy is presenting as a truth, but it's not truth. You know, and, and one thing that we always need to remember is that the, when the enemy tries to bring something, a lot of times it can almost appear like truth because he'll put a bit of truth in it. I said a lot of times it'll appear like truth because he'll put a bit of truth in it. You know, you look at Jesus, and he's in the wilderness. Come on, he, 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 was, he had an experience with God. An experience with God. He, he was baptized by John the Baptist and the Holy Spirit came on him like a dove. And, and, and God's like, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And, and things are like his ministry is kicking off, right? And, and it looks just fantastic. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, by the Spirit, he was led into the wilderness. I know, I know, I know, I know. Word of faith, people don't like to hear that. You mean he led him into the, into the blessing house, right? Or into Blessing Avenue and, and Prosperity Street. No, no, he said it led him into the wilderness. Come on, we know in Psalms it says, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we fear no evil. See, what was, what was the Holy Spirit doing in Jesus from the jump of his ministry? He was getting him to a place, glory to God, where he could walk through the wilderness, glory to God, not having food, just having bread that man not knew, didn't know of, glory to God, getting him into a place where the wilderness didn't matter. The valley didn't matter. The shadow didn't matter. Glory to God. Because he knew where his source was. He knew where his answer was. He knew where his help was. Glory to God. So at the end of this wilderness period, come on, he's, he's 40 days in the wilderness. There's, a, there's another thing about this. Don't try to camp out in the wilderness. Come on, don't just camp. You can camp out in the wilderness if you, if you treat the wilderness like the children of Israel, but instead treat the wilderness like Jesus, glory to God, and there'll be, it'll be a time period where you walk out the other side stronger instead of wandering around for 40 years, amen, you'll just hang out there for 40 days being ministered to by angels. Come on. Come on, let's do it like Jesus. Let's not do it like man. Let's not do it like the world does it. Let's not do it like the flesh wants to. Let's not do it like the way that our our parents or our grandparents did if they didn't know any better. Let's do it like Jesus. Amen. 
And so Jesus is in the wilderness 40 days, and he's just doing his thing. Come on. I don't know what that looks like, but thank God he hasn't called me into a literal wilderness because when the lights go out, and the man, have you ever been, anyone who's been hunting, you know, I, I, I like to go hunting in the morning because I, I seem to be a morning person of some sort. And so you get up in the morning and you go walking through the woods and you're, you know, you're looking for snakes and stuff as you're walking. Get to your tree stand, turn all the lights out and you sit there and wait till the sunlight comes up. Man, and I remember it was probably like the third time I was out there in the woods and and I'm sitting in this tree stand and I'm just like relaxing, you know, praying in tongues a little bit, relaxing, enjoying God. Then all of a sudden I hear these noises. And your mind begins to wonder like, what is that noise over there? It's crawling in the tree near me. And then you remember like the, 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 the National Geographic that you watched where there was like a cougar stalking prey, you know, on a bike trail. And, and, and I'm sitting here thinking... Jesus, is that a cougar? Is that a panther? You've given me authority over every animal, every creature. In the name of Jesus, I just take authority. And, you, and, and before you know it, you've made something bigger than it really is. It's probably a squirrel over there, like, scratching his side, you know, up there in the tree. And you're, and you're like, it's a cougar. I know it's a Florida panther. He's been stalking me. He walked, he watched, watched me go through the woods with my light. He knows what trees I'm in, and he's going to come down and bite me on the head, you know. You're up there in the dark, and, you, you know, if you're, if, you're not, if you're not careful, all of a sudden you've make, made something that's not even really going on. Truth is, it's a squirrel scratching his belly, don't even know you're over there. And you're just sitting there worrying about something that doesn't even exist. Come on. How many times do we do that? How many times do we do that? We're sitting there thinking. Come on. Jesus said that don't worry for tomorrow. Don't think. Man, we get stressed out about all kinds of things that don't even exist. Thoughts and ideas of, well, what if this doesn't work out? What if, what if the, the money doesn't count? Well, what if it does? What if God actually is who he says he is? And what if truth actually works? And what if Jesus actually paid for everything that he did pay for? And what if you are everything God made you to be? What if that? Why, don't, why do we always go to consider the fire instead of considering the Lord? Man, I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't want to be someone who's sitting there getting wrapped up in the, in, in the imaginary cougar, come on, of, of the world getting wrapped up with these thoughts and ideas that don't even matter, that don't even, that don't even hold weight. Jesus, uh, Paul said, don't look at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are just temporary. They're fleeting. They don't hold any weight. They don't really matter. But look at, look at, look at, consider one translation says, the things that are unseen, for the things which are unseen, they are eternal. Right? So truth, amen, begins to, to, to be, be uh, uh, built and, 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 and becomes not only just something that you're like reading to try to find out truth and talking to the Holy Spirit about truth, but it becomes the, the lifestyle of your step and your walk. Amen. So you see Jesus. What did he, back to Jesus. He's in the wilderness. Amen. And so he's, you know, all the, all the things that, that you would be freaked out about the wilderness, Jesus had, a, had an opportunity to be freaked out about the wilderness. Come on, let's not make Jesus 
some, uh, you know, a deity that just glided through earth. No, the Bible says just like us, tempted with everything we're tempted with, yet every thought of fear that probably came to him in the wilderness, he was answering with truth. He was answering with truth. I'm my father's son. There's no weapon formed against me that can prosper. Come on, he knew the Psalms up and down. You know he did. Proverbs, I'm sure he was quoting all of them goodies, amen. And just answering every thought with truth, building in him a lifestyle of truth. Amen, the Holy Spirit just come upon him. The dove was on him, glory to God. Well, not a literal dove, but you know what I'm saying. The dove was on him, amen. He, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Man, that word from the Lord probably came at a due season for him so that, so that when he went in, into the wilderness, I am his son in whom he is well pleased. I'm not in this wilderness to get destroyed. I'm not in this wilderness to get ate up. I'm not in this wilderness to fail. I'm in this wilderness because I'm his son in whom he's well pleased. Glory to God. So I know that this wilderness is not my home. But even if I stayed in this wilderness, I am a son of God. Glory to God. Full of his glory and power. So the wilderness still wouldn't matter if even if I came made my home in this wilderness. Come on, perspective. I'm not even talking about what, what I was talking about last week in terms of the points. I think I, I haven't even got to point one review yet. That's okay. Praise God. <laughs> truth. Come on, truth. Truth when it looks like it's taking longer than it should. <laughs> Glory to God, because it's going to be that much better when it gets there. <laughs> Truth, when it seems like, man, it doesn't look like it's going the right way. You know? So what? So what, what it looks like? So Jesus, you know, just like us. I mean, Jesus, just like us, just like you. Woke up with nappy hair just like you. Woke up with crust in their eyes, in his eyes just like you. Woke up with morning breath just like you. Come on, woke up with an opportunity to have a crink in his neck just like you. Sleeping out in the wilderness. You think he had to answer some crinks in the neck or some, some, some maybe back pain from sleeping on something and say, uh-uh, I'm not having that. I'm the son of God in whom he's well pleased. Come on, let's put Jesus... Just like you was out in the wilderness, except for he did it without failing. So, so let's remove the, the, the mystery out of Jesus and make Jesus who he was, a man, a man anointed by God. How many times did Jesus refer to himself as the son of man? Son of man. Why? Because he's trying to drive home a point. I have come in flesh just like you so that I could win and beat this thing. Amen. And, may, and do it just for you. Bring you to the place that I'm walking in. Amen. And so he's in the wilderness and, and he's, he's got all these, all these things that are trying to, trying to come against him in the wilderness, just like you would if you were in the wilderness. And yet he, he's fasting, no bread, no water. Woo, thank you, Jesus. He hasn't asked me to do that for 40 days. Amen. I have one honest man back there. One honest man said, Hallelujah. Praise God. And, and, and then so, you know, the enemy comes like he does to everybody. That's why I'm saying, you know, let's, let's begin to build in us truth. Whether you're going through something or not, begin to build in you truth. Begin to answer thoughts with truth. 
Begin to answer pressure with truth. Begin to, to, to answer the things that are coming against, because you may not be in like a wilderness time, but I'm telling you, you don't want to wait till you're in a wilderness time because the storms of life come to everybody. And I'm not, you know, prophesying over you, but I'm just saying what the word said, the storms of life come to everybody, but the man whose house is built upon the rock, come on, build upon truth, build upon the truth, the rock of the word of God. Man, I am so excited to know that I have this word, glory to God, to tell me what the truth is, amen, to tell me what what is reality for me, glory to God, that I can say, you know what, I don't care what it looks like, I don't care what it seems like, I don't care if everything else is screaming otherwise, this is what my house is going to be built on, this is what my answers are going to be built on, not that I'm trying to confess something so it will happen, I'm confessing something that has happened and that has been delivered to me in a letter from my father to, so that I know what has happened and I begin to confess and declare what he has said about me because it is truth. It's not truth that I'm trying to make happen. It is the truth, period. And if truth is truth, why would we look at anything else? And I'm not trying to get out of the wilderness because by, by confessing scriptures. No, I'm just confessing the truth of God, whether it looks like I'm in a wilderness or not, because that's the only reality I'm willing to believe. Shoo! There's a difference. Man, because I spent time uh, uh, trying to confess things into happen. By in the name of Jesus this, in the name of Jesus that. Confessing, trying to get something to happen, but not really believing it in my heart. Instead of taking the time to accept what was real and what was true. Glory to God. And then instead of trying to get something to happen, I'm celebrating what has happened on my behalf. There's a difference. It's a perspective change, but it's a, it's, it's a big perspective change. It's just a tweak, but it is the little foxes that spoil the vine. Amen. It's a little tweak, but it's a tweak that will cause you to go, go from trying to get truth to be, to be something in your life and, instead of just walking in the truth that is in your life. Does that make sense? So, so Jesus, he's, he you know, he's, gets to the point where the devil like, appeared to him, and it's like the showdown, you know. And and the, the devil's saying, you know, hey, why don't you uh, why don't you turn this, hey, hey, why don't you turn this bread into stone? And uh, you know, I'm sure the demons were there saying, you know, come on, turn the bread into stone. Yeah, turn the stone into bread. <laughs> you don't know, maybe he had a loaf there. He was saying, turn this into stone. <laughs> That's false doctrine. Don't believe that. Um, that's not in the word. That's not truth. Amen. Um, but, you know, he says, the devil's, hey, well, you know, you're the son of God in whom he's well pleased. Because he's going to bring a part of the truth. But wrapped up in a lie so that it seems good. And if these things weren't true temptations, if they weren't true temptations, then, it, then it's not, it's, it, it's, a whole, it's a whole lie anyway. If these weren't true temptations to the Son of God, man, if he could have, I think about this because his first miracle was turning water into wine. So you know he had the skills to pay the bills. He could have turned that stone into bread. Right? So he even had the ability to, to kind of cheat the system because he had accepted truth that, to that degree. And yet, yet he said, no, no. 
I'm going to answer you with truth. Man doesn't live. This man doesn't live. This son of God whom my father is well pleased doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't live by bread, homeboy. I live by truth. (laughs) Come on. I don't live by bread. You're trying to present to me a temptation for earthly bread, but what I see and what I partake of and what I feed on and what I've been feeding on and has sustained me for this last 40 days is not that kind of bread. It's the bread of my Father's mouth. Glory to God. I am his son. Glory to God in whom he's well pleased. I believe that was some of the word that was proceeding out of the mouth of God that he was feeding on for those 40 days. I am his son in whom he's well pleased. He says, well, you know, okay, you don't want to turn the stone into bread. Bread into stone. What? Stone to bread. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay, and then he, what was the second temptation? Reverend Pastor Gray. What was the second one, Brad? Cast yourself, yeah. Why don't you, here, let me show you this uh, cliff here. So G, we, know, we know something about Jesus. He was probably a little bit like Pastor Greg in the sense that he was a thrill seeker. Because, see, the devil wouldn't have brought me to Cliff and say, throw yourself out. I said, nah. What do you think I am, stupid? I ain't throwing myself off no cliff now. Mama didn't raise no fool. I ain't, I ain't trying to throw myself off any cliffs. Man, I see a cliff. I'm staying far away from the cliff. I'm not trying to tie a bungee cord around my my ankles and jump off the cliff. I'm trying to stay away from the cliff. Somebody say amen. Amen. So we know Jesus must have been a little bit of a thrill. Well, we know that. He's walking on water. I mean, he he likes pushing the boundaries. Amen. So in that way, I'm going to speak a little truth. Pastor Greg is like Jesus. Amen. Y'all just, everybody stretch their hand and just say, thank you, Lord, for pastors that are like Jesus. Praise God. And so, and so, you know, there's, there, there's that temptation. Throw yourself off this, cl- this cliff. And, and the Bible says, so he's quoting, he's quoting a piece of truth, saying the, the, your word says the thing that you're feeding on. I, I think that's interesting. Just now I'm noticing that he then said, okay, you want to you present truth. Then I'll give you a little bit of this truth that you've been fe- that you feed on that's been sustaining you this bread that that you've been eating on here. Let me let me th- throw some truth. The word says, and so he tries to get him with that, and he's like, "No, nah. said I'm not tempting. I'm not tempting God. I'm not I'm not that kind of knucklehead. All right." And so the devil's like, "All right, fair enough." And then then he sh- brings them up on the hill, and he shows them at all the kingdoms of the earth. Now, this is interesting because, see, he was trying to give Jesus a shortcut. Man, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something that's controversial. But, man, we as Americans love some shortcuts. Come on, we love the short way. We want get-rich schemes. We, I'm not saying us, but I'm just saying that the American culture loves to try, to try to get around the hard way, amen, and just go, just try to get, get the get-rich schemes, the, the fast line, amen. I, I'm not, I don't got time to wait five minutes at Subway. I want to get my two-minute burger at McDonald's or, or whatever. We're always trying to get something quick and easy, right? We, we, wanna, we, we don't want to take the time, amen, to let things work because we're trying to get to it easy and quick. Well, see, the devil knows human nature, and so so he showed Jesus a quick and easy way. All you got to do is bow down to me, and everything that you came to get on earth, 
will be delivered to you. That's why Jesus had come. That's why he had come to capture, capture back the things that the enemy had stolen, right? And so the, so the devil shows him, hey, this man, man, you've been in the wilderness. You've been doing your thing. Here, just bow down to me and, and you'll, you'll get all this. Man, Jesus wasn't falling for that because he had been feeding on the truth. I am God's son in whom I, I, he's well pleased. Hallelujah. And so he, instead, of, instead of faltering in the wilderness, he came out of the wilderness. And the Bible says, I like this too because sometimes in the wilderness, you know, it comes after a time of great experience with God. Have you ever noticed that? Like you'll be in like a time where, where God just seems to be speaking night and day and you're just like on fire and you don't even have to try. You're just like stirred up and, and everything seems great and, and, it, and things are going well. And then all of a sudden after that time period, there's like this whoop. And it's like, Jesus, Jesus, are you there? Oh, I feel so dry. I feel so empty. I believe... This is, just, you know, I'm, uh, this is just my opinion, so, so don't write it down as like scripture or anything. Um, but I believe that God will bring us into, into things by grace and show us some things and, and give us a taste. The Bible says taste and see that the Lord is good. I believe he'll show us some things and, and, and reveal some things, amen. And, and, and it'll almost be like it's just, you know, it's like a delicious rib. The meat's just falling off the bone. You don't even have to bite on it. It just, man, it's off and you're just, oh, man, this is awesome. And, 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 then, and then all of a sudden it'll feel like, whoa, that, that's over. What, what happened? Because he wants to, he's, he's showing you some things that belong to you, some things that, that, that ought to be realities in your life. He's giving you a taste because you're hungry. He's giving you a taste. But this, the just shall live by what? The just shall live by faith. So he gives us a taste of these things so that we then, man, say, you know what? I've seen the land. Come on, we see this in scripture all the time. We see examples of this. I've seen the land. It flows with milk and honey. The grapes are, de- are big and delicious. They're the size of, you know, of my head. They're delicious. Man, these things are awesome. And, and, and yet God says, all right, go take it. Go take it. And so I, I, I think it's interesting that Jesus, would, you know, had an experience with God where, where it was awesome and, and he hears the word of the Lord and, and, a, and a dove descends on him and, and it's just like fantastic. And then he goes through the wilderness and attains everything that God was showing him. Come on. He walk, began to walk it out. He had to do it just like us. He begins to walk out the truth that was delivered to him on that day. And then at the end of the wilderness, part, uh, the end, end of the, wild, the wilderness season there for 40 days, at the end of it, then all of a sudden angels are coming and ministering to him and, and restoring him and bringing him up and refreshing him. Come on. The, he, he walked through the season, but in the season of the wilderness, it was capped off by experiences with God. Amen. And all, he, all God was trying to get him to do is begin to establish in him the truth. Amen. So that whether he was in the wilderness or he wasn't in the wilderness, the only thing he was following was the compass of truth. The compass of the word of his father. Is that so much unlike us? So I don't know, you know, I don't know uh, uh, who, who in here has been kind of experiencing a wilderness season. Maybe it's been a week. Maybe it's been a month. Maybe it seemed like it's been a year. I, it does not matter. Man, I tell you what, don't let, truth doesn't take into consideration yesterday. I said truth doesn't take into consideration yesterday. Truth doesn't take into consideration this morning. Truth is, where am I at now and what am I taking hold of right now? 
Hallelujah. When you begin to walk in truth, man, it doesn't matter if you had a, a terrible week. It doesn't matter if the wilderness has been eating your lunch for the past month. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. Begin to stand in the truth of the word of God right now. Amen. Begin to decide tonight. You know what? I've been buying into a bunch of wilderness lies. Come on. Hey, I've been buying into a bunch of junk that doesn't make any sense, that has nothing to do with what the word of the Lord from my father has said about me. I've been beat up or maybe it's, it's been a struggle and there's been a weight on me push, trying to push me down. But my God, rise up in the truth of the word of God. Rise up into the truth of what he said about you. And it's not just something God's saying about you. He's declaring to you who you are. You are the son of God. You are the child of God in whom he is well pleased tonight. Glory to God. He has put you for this time and this day, for such a time as this, for you to rise up and be just like him. Hallelujah. Praise God. I didn't start the clock, so I have no idea how long I've been up here. Anybody know? Five minutes, Ryan said. Oh, man. Must be experiencing uh, the spirit realm. There's no time. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, Turn over real quick. Uh, Where were we at? Okay. Let's let's turn over this, and I'm getting back to... Point number one review here. Uh, John, about how much? 45 minutes. All right. Maybe I shouldn't even start this then. <laughs> All right. Let, let's start this for real quick and just, um, I think that this would be like a nice little parcel to, to eat on as we leave. Amen. So John chapter 1, verse 12. When you're there, say praise the Lord. It says, uh, but as many as received him, who raise your hand if that applies to you. Whoo, hallelujah. Come on, this is good. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Who were not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. (laughs) Man, listen to this truth real quick. Listen to this. You were not born of blood. You were not born of the will of the flesh. You You were not born of the will of man, but of God. So why do we why do we consider what's born of blood? Why do we look to what's born of the will of the flesh? Why do we look to what, what, uh, the influences of the will of man? Why do we look to those things to find any fulfillment? Why do we look to those things to find any answers? Why do we look to those things to try to, try to satisfy us? Why do we look to those things to give us security? Come on, if you would be more secure... Tonight, if you had a million dollars in the bank, then you are right now without it. Then, you, then you've got your trust in something that you ought not have your trust in. This is truth tonight. This is truth. If you would be more secure, more at peace, more comfortable in your heart. I'm not talking about like comfortable, like palatial things to sit on and, you know, more comfortable ride. With wood grain and what have you. Amen. 
Not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with that, but, but if, you, if you would be more comfortable with a million dollars in your bank than you are tonight just being where you are, then your trust is in something else than it ought to be. If you'd be more comfortable, more at peace, more full of joy, more at rest, more enjoying your relationship with God, more thrilled with life, more optimistic. I like what John G. Lake said. He said, those that are born of God ought to be the most wildly optimistic people on the planet Earth. Man, you ought, to, you ought to wake up in the morning knowing that you are a child of God and knowing that there is literally limitless opportunity for everything that God has created you for every morning. Amen. Come on, let's put these truths into practice. What if you woke up in the morning instead of saying, oh, no, it's Monday, you said, thank God it's another day to be who you've made me to be on this planet. Glory to God. To display your will, to display your love, to display your mercy, to display display your victory, to display your kingdom. Glory to God. And thank God you're coming again soon. But until you do, I'm going to put this thing on display everywhere I go. Come on, what's that got to do with what you got in the bank? Not a thing. But see, there's a little secret to the kingdom. It's not really secret, but we don't like to buy into it. The Bible says, seek first the, and his and all these will be, so you know it, so you know it, but you know it up here, got to know it up down here. It's got to be truth. It's got to be what you respond to when you wake up in the morning and it doesn't look like there's enough money to carry you through the week. What's that got to do with truth? What's that got to do with who God's made you to be? What's that got to do with displaying his kingdom everywhere you go? What does that do with you be with uh, what's that got to do with you being a child of the living God? Amen. Seated at the right hand of the Father, created in the image of your Father, created with the glory and the power and the splendor of the Lord Jesus. You've partaken of his fullness and you've been equipped and gifted and, 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 and anointed to put his goodness on display everywhere you go. Amen. I guarantee you begin to shift your focus. Shift your perspective to those kind of truths and begin to walk out those kind of truths. Amen. You'll find yourself not only not worried about what the things are saying and trying to put on you and pressure you, but those things will begin to be taken care of as you just release them to God. Amen. I'm not saying you don't say, God, please take care of this for me. All right. I've addressed that. Now let's put on the kingdom on display. Come on. It's no harder than that. What did Jesus say? Mark brought this out. Oh, we got taxes. Quit stressing out about the taxes. Just go fishing. Get a gold coin. I, you know, I, I've said this before, but I always wonder, was the gold coin already in the fish's mouth, or did the fish go get a gold coin? Doug thinks it's the, that, that the fish went and got a gold coin. See, I, I tend to believe that the, he knew by the spirit of the fish that had the gold coin in his mouth. It doesn't, it, here's the secret. It doesn't matter. So praise God. So, where was I here? Okay, so uh, you're not born of this, that, and the other. You're born of God. But let's look at this real quick, and then and then I'll close with this. Uh, but as many have received received him, to them he gave the right. Uh, 
in my Bible, it's got like a little study thing, and, and so it sends you back into, into a section of Mark where this, this word right uh, is used and, and kind of says what the Greek word is. You've, you know the Greek word if you've been following pastor at all because he is good at bringing this kind, these kinds of things out. But, but there's something here that, that I didn't, that I've never seen before, and I'll just bring this out and we'll close. Uh, the Greek word that, that is translated the right to become sons of God is uh, exosia, and, um, and it's a Greek word that, that means, that I love the breakdown of the meaning real quick. So think about this, and, and when we're applying uh, the, these, this truth to our lives tomorrow morning, he, he has given us the right to become children of God to those who believe his name. The, this word right means the right to act. Come on, you have the right to act like the son of God in the morning. You have the right to act like the child of God in the morning. You have a right to act like the daughter of God in the morning. Amen. It says the right to act, the ability. Come on, I love the Greek because they can put all kinds of things in one little word. It says the right to act, the ability. You have the ability. Man, I don't, somebody's already buying into lies that, that yeah, but for me, no. You have the right you have the ability to act. Come on. You have the right to act. You have the ability. You have the privilege. Man, what a privilege it is to walk in the shoes of our Father and, uh, and of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. What a privilege it is, amen, to wake up in the morning and begin to respond to the truth that he has delivered unto us, to respond to the reality that he has given to us. Amen. To begin, What a privilege to be able to look in the face of everything else that's telling lies and instead respond to truth. Man, that's a privilege to be able to walk in this. Jesus believes about you that you'll fulfill his ministry just like he would. I said he believes that about you, that you would walk in his shoes just as well as he would. Come on. That's truth. So, so, so if that doesn't register, amen, then, then you know there's an area you need to accept some truth. The right tag, the ability, the privilege. And then I like this last one, the capacity. Woo! You have the capacity, man, to walk in everything that God has created you to walk in. You have the capacity to accept truth. You have the capacity to put truth on display. You have the capacity to take every thought captive and bring it into the captivity of Christ. What does that mean, just thinking about Jesus all day? No, that means thinking about how would Jesus be in this moment. How, would I re- how can I respond like Jesus would in this moment? Maybe it's a work deal. Maybe somebody's trying to get on your last nerve. Maybe you're, you're being tempted to be offended. Maybe, maybe you're tempted to, to stress or be worried. Maybe you're, you're taking on too much pressure about some situation. I don't care what it is. I'm telling you, you've got the, the ability, you've got the right, you've got the capacity, and you've got the privilege to respond to every single thought that comes to your way to do it just like Jesus does. Amen. That's who we are. Man, we are God's children in whom he is well. We are God's children in whom he is well. He's well pleased with us. Amen. Not not because that means, oh, we can just do whatever in the world we want to. No, because he sees us as we are. Woo, he sees you as you are. He's well pleased. And man, if God, you think if God had the opportunity to recreate you, he wouldn't do it exactly the perfect way. Man, he's well pleased in the recreation of you. He's well pleased in the new man that he's made you. And all he's saying is just put that thing on. 
Just put that thing on. Here it is. Just put that thing on. Just walk in truth. Father, we're so grateful. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.